Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. God was calling us here and we were like, we're coming. We're gonna be obedient to God's call. For us, this was our place called there. The provision for the healing was in this place. And I know our provision for our ministry or what God wants us to do, our purpose is here too. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Monday's broadcast of The Gospel Truth. Today, I'm going to start sharing a new series with you about discipleship. And I know that that's probably not something that just causes most people to rejoice. You think, well, what? You know, I want something on healing, prosperity. You think about what you need. But whether you know it or not, discipleship is what is missing in most people's lives. I really believe that one of the biggest mistakes that has been made in the body of Christ is that we have put the emphasis on evangelism and making converts, getting people just born again instead of doing what Jesus told us to do. Now, before I explain that a little bit, let me just say I am not against evangelism. I want to see people born again. But Jesus didn't tell us to go and get people born again, go and get them to make a commitment and get saved. No, He told us to go and make disciples. You know, let me use this passage out of Matthew chapter 28, verse 19. It says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the ends of the world. And this verse right here in the King James, it says, Go and teach all nations. But if you look at this in nearly any other translations, I've looked at this in dozens of translations, and nearly every one of them says, Go and make disciples. But even if you didn't have that translation or if you didn't have access to the Greek and know what these words literally meant, it clarifies itself in verse 20. It says, you go in verse 19, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. But then verse 20, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. So this very clearly, if you take verses 19 and 20 together, it is very clearly saying that you don't go and just get people to repeat a prayer and to get born again and then you leave them. But no, you teach them to observe all things that I have commanded you. Or this is exactly what the word disciple, to go and make disciples is all about. See, the difference between a convert and a disciple, a convert is somebody who uh, has the Lord arrest them. They recognize that they are in need of a Savior. They pray, they receive salvation, and they can be born again. And if they were to die, they would go immediately into the presence of the Lord. And that's wonderful. That's awesome. But that is not being a disciple. Jesus told us to go make disciples. And when a person gets born again, we are supposed to teach them to observe, to do according to all that is written in the Word of God. And did you know that this is precisely the reason that we see so many problems? This is why so many Christians are born again. They have an assurance. If they were to die, they know that they have a relationship with God, but they aren't able to receive healing. They're depressed. They're discouraged. Their marriage is falling apart. They uh, can't prosper and on and on. And, and actually, I DON'T MEAN THIS IN A BAD WAY, BUT THEY ACTUALLY BECOME A NEGATIVE WITNESS FOR THE LORD 
BECAUSE HERE THEY ARE SAYING, I'VE INVITED THE LORD INTO MY LIFE, BUT IF YOU WERE TO PUT THEM SIDE BY SIDE WITH A PERSON THAT DOESN'T EVEN KNOW THE LORD, THERE IS VERY LITTLE DIFFERENCE. I KNOW SO MANY CHRISTIANS, AND I DEAL WITH LOTS AND LOTS AND LOTS OF PEOPLE. YOU KNOW, WE HAVE THOUSANDS OF PEOPLE COME TO OUR MEETING. WE HAVE THOUSANDS OF PEOPLE CONTACT US ON A DAILY BASIS. IF YOU WERE TO uh, LOOK AT ALL OF THE CORRESPONDENCE AND THE EMAILS AND THE PHONE CALLS THAT COMES IN, MOST PEOPLE ARE IN CRISIS MODE, AND YET THEY'RE BORN AGAIN, AND YET THEY DON'T KNOW HOW TO RECEIVE, AND THEIR LIFE ISN'T WHAT IT'S SUPPOSED TO BE. AND BECAUSE OF THAT, HERE THEY ARE SAYING, I'VE INVITED THE LORD INTO MY LIFE. LOOK WHAT HE'S DONE FOR ME. AND AS FAR AS THEIR ETERNAL DESTINY, IT MAY BE AWESOME. AND IF THAT'S ALL THERE WAS TO SALVATION, DID YOU KNOW WHAT? I WOULD PREACH THAT. IF ALL THERE WAS TO SALVATION IS REPENT OF YOUR SINS, GET FORGIVEN SO THAT WHEN YOU DIE, YOU'LL GO TO HEAVEN. BUT IN BETWEEN HERE AND HEAVEN, YOU ARE GOING TO STRUGGLE. YOU'RE AS SICK, AS POOR, AS DISCOURAGED, AS FEARFUL, AS BOTHERED AS ANYBODY ELSE, BUT YOUR FUTURE IS SO BRIGHT YOU GOT TO SQUINT TO LOOK AT IT. IF THAT'S ALL THERE WAS TO SALVATION, I WOULD PREACH THAT BECAUSE THAT'S MORE THAN WHAT WE DESERVE, AND WE ARE GOING TO SPEND INFINITELY MORE TIME IN HEAVEN THAN WHAT WE SPEND HERE ON THIS EARTH. AND SO IF THAT'S ALL THERE WAS TO SALVATION, I WOULD PREACH IT. BUT THAT IS NOT ALL THAT THERE IS TO SALVATION. GOD HAS PROVIDED NOT ONLY A GREAT FUTURE FOR US IN HEAVEN, BUT MAN, WE ARE SUPPOSED TO BE ABOVE ONLY AND NOT BENEATH THE HEAD AND NOT THE TAIL IN THIS LIFE. IT SAYS IN GALATIANS CHAPTER 1, VERSE 4, WHO GAVE HIMSELF FOR OUR SINS THAT HE MIGHT DELIVER US FROM THIS PRESENT EVIL WORLD ACCORDING TO THE WILL OF GOD AND OUR FATHER. NOW, AGAIN, I AM NOT DISCREDITING OR DISCOUNTING HEAVEN. HEAVEN'S GOING TO BE A BLAST, AND I AM LOOKING FORWARD TO IT. LIKE THE APOSTLE PAUL, HE SAYS, MAN, I AM SO LONGING TO BE WITH THE LORD THAT I AM IN A GREAT STRAIGHT BETWEEN TWO. I WOULD RATHER DEPART AND BE WITH HIM, WHICH IS FAR BETTER. AND SO I BELIEVE THAT HEAVEN IS AWESOME. I PRAISE GOD FOR IT. BUT THIS SAYS THAT HE GAVE HIMSELF FOR OUR SINS, THAT HE MIGHT DELIVER US FROM THIS PRESENT EVIL WORLD, NOT JUST THE ONE TO COME. JESUS HAS PROVIDED HEALING, DELIVERANCE, PROSPERITY, JOY, PEACE. HE GIVES US WISDOM TO KNOW HOW TO DEAL WITH THINGS. YOU KNOW, I JUST DID A MEMORIAL SERVICE THIS WEEK FOR ONE OF OUR CONSTRUCTION uh, MEN HERE, AND PRAISE GOD FOR THE COMFORT OF THE HOLY SPIRIT. AND WE WERE ABLE TO MINISTER TO PEOPLE, AND I SAW uh, a number of people. I know I prayed with two personally that at the memorial service who got born again, and I believe that there were others that either received salvation or at least had a seed planted that is going to sprout. And I rejoice about that. But did you know it was so awesome to see the way that the Holy Spirit comforts people that have lost a loved one and people that don't have the Lord, people that aren't born again. DON'T HAVE THIS. AND I SEE SO MANY PEOPLE, EVEN CHRISTIANS, WHO HAVE STOPPED AT JUST BEING SAVED, STOPPED AT JUST BEING A CONVERT, BUT THEY HAVEN'T PRESSED ON TO WHERE THEY HAVE A RELATIONSHIP WITH THE LORD, TO WHERE THE HOLY SPIRIT IS REAL TO THEM, TO WHERE THEY LITERALLY HEAR HIS VOICE AND RESPOND TO HIM. I KNOW SO MANY CHRISTIANS THAT WHEN SOMETHING BAD HAPPENS, THEY ARE JUST AS SHOOK, JUST AS BOTHERED AS PEOPLE THAT DON'T EVEN KNOW THE LORD. I REMEMBER WHEN uh, 9-11 HAPPENED, THE TERRORIST ATTACKS, AND I WAS HOLDING A MEETING IN CHARLOTTE, NORTH CAROLINA THE WEEKEND AFTER THAT. ALL OF THE FLIGHTS WERE CANCELLED. I HAD TO DRIVE FROM COLORADO ALL THE WAY TO CHARLOTTE, NORTH CAROLINA. It TOOK US TWO DAYS. 
And uh, anyway, we drove out there and we ministered. And I tell you, Christians, sad to say, Christians were just as scared, just as bothered as people that didn't even know the Lord. Some of them were just in panic mode. Now, am I condemning them? No. God loves them. But I'm saying that the reason that they were scared, the reason they were bothered was because they were not disciples. They were converts and they had been doing their own thing. They weren't really enjoying their relationship with God the way that, the, you know, the Lord made it available to them. And so when something happens, fear hits them. I know that there are Christians that are just as afraid of, you know, in their retirement years, are they going to be wasted away when the Bible makes it very clear in Jeremiah 29, 11, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. You know, some of the modern translations say that it's to give you a hope and a future. And that's absolutely true. I'm not criticizing that, but I like the way the King James says it, that God has a plan for us to give us an expected end. You don't have to wonder, am I going to book you know, am I going to have Alzheimer's? Am I going to just waste away? Am I going to be sick and decrepit? Are my kids, am I going to be a burden on my kids? No, Jesus has provided total healing for you. It says that as your days are, so shall your strength be. If you live to be a hundred, Jesus can keep you strong and healthy. Moses was 120 years old and his natural force was not abated, nor his eyesight dim. If that could happen to Moses under the old covenant, it can happen to us under this new covenant, a better covenant. And what I'm saying is that Jesus has provided things so that we can be delivered from this present evil world. And yet the average Christian isn't taking advantage of that. Why? Because they stopped at just salvation, just the forgiveness of sins. As wonderful as that is, Jesus has provided joy and peace and victory and purpose and just on and on you could go. And it is a shame that people aren't going on and like this says, uh, learning all things that God has told us. And let me also say that this is not only bad on an individual basis because people aren't enjoying the abundance and the prosperity that God intended for them to have. There are some of you watching this program right now that you know that you know that you have had an encounter with the Lord. You know He has changed your life. You have an absolute assurance of heaven, but you are fearful about this world. You are struggling. You are having the same problems with people that don't even know the Lord. If, if somebody puts you right next to an unsaved person and if they just looked at your life, at your financial situation, your joy, your peace, your relationships, the health, on and on it goes, all of these different areas, there would be no difference between you and a person that hadn't even committed their life to the Lord. I'm telling you, that is not what Jesus provided. The Bible says in John chapter 10, verse 10, that the thief comes but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Jesus provided an abundant life. And there are many of you watching this program right now that you are born again, but you know there's something more. You know that you, there's bound to be more to life than this. You know that you just have a witness in your heart. I, I've had two or three people in just the last few days uh, I was having lunch with a group of our students and I was asking them how they got there. And nearly every one of them, they were already born again, but they just knew that there was something more. They were hungry. 
They knew that there was more to life than just getting up, going to work, coming home, watching television, and going to bed, and then repeating it all again. They knew that there was something more. There are many of you watching this that know you are saved, and yet you have this hunger. You know there's something more. You know what it is? It's becoming a disciple, learning all of the things that the Lord has taught you, beginning to start experiencing the Lord in this life, not just putting it on hold and waiting until the next life. You know, I grew up in the Baptist church and one of our favorite songs was, when we all get to heaven, what a day that's going to be. And again, I am not minimizing heaven. Heaven's going to be a blast and it is going to be so far superior to anything we experience here on this earth that the Bible says in Romans chapter 8 that the sufferings of this present world are not even worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. So I am not diminishing heaven at all, but I am saying that you can experience heaven on earth. Jesus said to pray, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And we can experience joy and victory and peace here. You know, yesterday, I'm not going to go into all the details, but we had a presentation at our Bible college and they were just showing about our world outreach, which is our Bible colleges worldwide and about the lives that are being changed. You know, right now, I think it's uh, 6,600 people, if I'm not mistaken, plus more, a little bit more than 6,600 people that are going through our Karis Bible Colleges right now. As you're watching this program, we've got 6,600 people that we are impacting right now. And we've had uh, people graduate from our Bible College and they were showing that some of them are in the United Nations. They're in government positions. Uh, they are changing the world, uh, just reaching people. And they were showing all that was being done and then they had some of the directors of these schools come on and just thank Jamie and me for enabling them, helping them to do things. Mike and Carrie Pickett, who Carrie, when she was just 20 or 21 years old, went to Russia, spent 16 years in Russia, and she opened up our office and our school over there. They've now translated my television programs into Russian, and they air across 11 time zones. And we actually reach more people in Russia than I reach in the United States. And they were just talking about all that was being done. And the point is that I was so blessed. I was so satisfied. I am experiencing heaven on earth. I am seeing God change people's lives. I'm seeing great things happen. And I'm saying that you don't have to wait until you get to heaven to start experiencing the blessings of your salvation. Jesus said, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You can experience healing today. You can experience prosperity today. You can experience joy and peace. Matter of fact, the Bible says it's joy unspeakable and full of glory. In the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy. At His right hand are pleasures forevermore. Thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph through our Lord Jesus Christ. We are the head, not the tail. On and on I could go. And I would say that the majority of people who are Christians, you know that you're saved. The majority of you watching here cannot rejoice, and those scriptures aren't real in your life. The majority of Christians are struggling. They're discouraged. They're fearful. They're poor. They're sick. They're worried about the future, just as if they hadn't been saved. And it's because we have somewhere substituted conversion for discipleship. 
SO NOT ONLY DOES THAT HURT US ON AN INDIVIDUAL BASIS, BUT DID YOU KNOW WHAT? AND I'M SAYING THIS IN LOVE. I'M NOT TRYING TO CRITICIZE ANYBODY, BUT I'M SAYING WE BECOME A POOR WITNESS FOR THE LORD, AND THERE WOULD BE MORE PEOPLE BORN AGAIN IF EVERY PERSON WHO NAMES THE NAME OF THE LORD WAS ACTUALLY LIVING AND APPROPRIATING WHAT GOD HAS DONE FOR US SO THAT WE WOULD BE AN ATTRACTIVE WITNESS FOR THE LORD. YOU KNOW, uh, MAHATMA GANDHI WAS LIVING IN AFRICA FOR A WHILE. HE WAS EXILED FROM uh, INDIA BECAUSE OF HIS uh, STATEMENTS AGAINST THE BRITISH EMPIRE. AND SO FOR A PERIOD OF TIME, HE WAS LIVING IN AFRICA. AND DURING THIS EXILE IN AFRICA, HE ACTUALLY READ THE NEW TESTAMENT. HE WAS ABSOLUTELY CONVINCED THAT JESUS WAS THE SON OF GOD. AND HE WENT TO A CHURCH TO MAKE A PROFESSION OF FAITH AND TO BECOME A CHRISTIAN. AND WHEN HE GOT THERE, BECAUSE HE WAS A BLACK MAN, THERE WERE WHITE MISSIONARIES AT A PRESBYTERIAN CHURCH IN AFRICA. MAHATMA GANDHI WENT THERE TO MAKE A PROFESSION OF HIS FAITH. AND BECAUSE HE WAS A BLACK MAN, THEY WOULD NOT LET HIM INTO THE CHURCH. AND MAHATMA GANDHI MADE THIS STATEMENT AND SAID, I WOULD HAVE BEEN A CHRISTIAN IF I HADN'T HAVE MEANT ONE. HE READ THE BIBLE, THE HOLY SPIRIT CONVICTED HIM, AND HE WOULD HAVE BEEN A CHRISTIAN IF HE HADN'T HAVE MEANT PEOPLE WHO WERE PROBABLY BORN AGAIN. THEY WERE PROBABLY SAVED, BUT THEY WEREN'T DISCIPLES. THEY WOULD REJECT A PERSON BECAUSE OF THE COLOR OF THEIR SKIN, WHICH I CAN GUARANTEE YOU IS NOT IN THE BIBLE. IT IS CONTRARY TO EVERYTHING THAT THE BIBLE TEACHES. AND BECAUSE OF THIS, IT TURNED A MAN AWAY FROM GOD. AND THIS MAN WENT ON TO LEAD INDIA TO INDEPENDENCE THROUGH PASSIVE RESISTANCE, WHICH HE CREDITED JESUS WITH. HE SAID HE LEARNED THESE THINGS THROUGH JESUS. AND SO JESUS STILL WAS AN INSPIRATION TO HIM, BUT HE DID NOT BECOME A CHRISTIAN, NOT THAT WE ARE AWARE OF. AND BECAUSE OF THAT, HE INFLUENCED 700 MILLION PEOPLE IN INDIA. AND IF HE WOULD HAVE BEEN A CHRISTIAN, HE COULD HAVE LED THEM INTO THE CHRISTIAN FAITH. THERE COULD HAVE BEEN, WHO KNOWS, MILLIONS AND MILLIONS AND MILLIONS OF PEOPLE BORN AGAIN IF IT HADN'T have BEEN FOR PEOPLE WHO WERE CONVERTS AND WERE OUT TRYING TO DO SOMETHING FOR THE LORD, BUT DOING IT IN THEIR OWN STRENGTH, IN THEIR OWN WISDOM, THEY DID NOT ACCURATELY REPRESENT THE LORD. AND BECAUSE OF IT, MAHATMA GANDHI AND THEREFORE HUNDREDS OF MILLIONS OF PEOPLE IN INDIA DID NOT EXPERIENCE THE LORD BECAUSE OF CONVERTS INSTEAD OF DISCIPLES. IF THEY WOULD HAVE BEEN DISCIPLES, PEOPLE WHO TRULY KNEW WHAT JESUS TAUGHT AND HAD HIS HEART AND WERE REPRESENTING HIM ACCURATELY, I CAN GUARANTEE YOU THAT MAHATMA GANDHI WOULD HAVE BEEN BORN AGAIN. WHO KNOWS WHAT WOULD HAVE HAPPENED IF HE WOULD HAVE GONE ON AND HOW MANY PEOPLE HE COULD HAVE INFLUENCED AND WHAT WOULD HAVE HAPPENED. THERE IS... THERE, there ARE BAD THINGS THAT ARE HAPPENING TO INDIVIDUALS BECAUSE THEY HAVEN'T BEEN DISCIPLED. THEY DON'T KNOW THE WORD OF GOD. AND BECAUSE OF THIS, THEY ARE STRUGGLING IN THEIR INDIVIDUAL LIFE. AND THEN, in, AS A RESULT OF THAT, THEY BECOME A POOR WITNESS FOR THE LORD AND HOW MANY OF YOU WATCHING THIS PROGRAM HAVE EVER SAID OR HEARD IT SAID THAT YOU KNOW WHAT, I'M NOT GOING TO BE LIKE THOSE HYPOCRITES OVER THERE. THESE ARE PEOPLE WHO PROFESSED A RELATIONSHIP WITH THE LORD. WHETHER THEY ACTUALLY HAD IT OR NOT, I DON'T KNOW. BUT I KNOW THAT THERE ARE SOME PEOPLE WHO DO HAVE A RELATIONSHIP. THEY ARE BORN AGAIN, BUT THEY AREN'T LIVING THE FULLNESS OF IT AND THEY AREN'T ACCURATELY REPRESENTING GOD. AND BECAUSE OF IT, HOW MANY PEOPLE HAVE BEEN TURNED OFF BY THE HYPOCRITES THAT GO TO CHURCH THAT SAY ONE THING OUT OF ONE SIDE OF THEIR MOUTH, BUT THEY DON'T LIVE IT. DID YOU KNOW JESUS TAUGHT EXACTLY AGAINST THAT? 
HE SAID, WOE UNTO YOU, SCRIBES AND PHARISEES, HYPOCRITES, BECAUSE YOU PROFESS THIS. YOU CAN PASS SEA AND LAND SO THAT YOU CAN MAKE ONE CONVERT, NOT A DISCIPLE, BUT A CONVERT, AND YET YOU YOURSELVES ARE FULL OF DEAD MAN'S BONES. YOU'RE WHITED sepulcher. AND HE WENT ON AND LET THEM HAVE IT. JESUS DID NOT TEACH SAYING ONE THING, PROFESSING HOLINESS OVER HERE, BUT THEN LIVING IN SIN. SEE, THAT'S CONTRARY TO WHAT JESUS SAID. AND YET WE HAVE A LOT OF PEOPLE THAT HAVE HEARD SOMEBODY SAY THERE'S A HEAVEN AND THERE'S A HELL. BECAUSE OF SIN, WE'VE ALL SINNED AND COME SHORT OF THE GLORY OF GOD. YOU NEED TO REPENT AND RECEIVE SALVATION SO THAT YOU CAN GO TO HEAVEN INSTEAD OF HELL. AND SO THEY PRAY AND THEY GET BORN AGAIN. AND I DON'T DOUBT THAT IF THEY DIE, THEY WOULD GO TO HEAVEN. BUT THAT'S WHERE THEY STOP. THAT IS BASICALLY WHAT THE CHURCH HAS BEEN PREACHING, IS GET RIGHT SO THAT YOU WON'T GO TO HELL. AND EVEN THOUGH THAT IS TRUE, AND THAT IS, uh, THAT'S AWESOME, AND IF THAT'S ALL THERE WAS, I'D PREACH IT. DID YOU KNOW WHAT THAT DOES? THAT MAKES A PERSON'S GOAL FOR GETTING SAVED IS TO AVOID HELL. AND ONCE THEY GET THE ASSURANCE, ONCE THEY KNOW THAT THEY HAVE REPENTED OF THEIR SINS AND THEIR SINS ARE FORGIVEN AND IF THEY WERE TO DIE, THEY WOULD GO TO HEAVEN, WELL, THEN THEY'VE GOT WHAT THEY WANT AND THEY LOSE THEIR MOTIVATION TO EVEN GO TO CHURCH. I'VE HEARD STATISTICS. I HAVE NO WAY OF KNOWING IF THESE THINGS ARE TRUE. I DON'T KNOW HOW PEOPLE COME UP WITH THIS, BUT I'VE HEARD THAT AS MUCH AS 70 OR 75 PERCENT OF ALL PEOPLE WHO ARE BORN AGAIN DON'T EVEN GO TO CHURCH ON A REGULAR BASIS. I DON'T KNOW IF THAT'S TRUE, BUT IF IT'S TRUE, I CAN GUARANTEE YOU ONE OF THE REASONS WHY IS BECAUSE THEIR MOTIVATION FOR GETTING SAVED WAS SO THEY WOULDN'T GO TO HELL. And ONCE THEY GET THE ASSURANCE OF THAT, WHAT'S THE POINT? I'VE GOT MY TICKET TO HEAVEN. I'VE GOT OTHER THINGS TO DO. AND SO THEY DON'T GO TO CHURCH AND THEY AREN'T INVOLVED BECAUSE THEY GOT WHAT THEY WERE AFTER. YOU KNOW, THE BIBLE SAYS, ROMANS 10, 17, SO THEN FAITH COMES BY HEARING AND HEARING BY THE WORD OF GOD. IF ALL A PERSON HEARS IS GET SAVED SO YOU WON'T GO TO HELL, BUT INSTEAD YOU'LL GO TO HEAVEN. AND IF THAT'S ALL THEY KNOW, WELL, THEN THAT'S ALL THEY GOT FAITH FOR. THEY DON'T KNOW THAT GOD WANTS TO GIVE THEM THIS ABUNDANT LIFE, THAT THERE IS SO MUCH MORE THAN JUST GETTING YOUR SINS FORGIVEN. BUT MAN, IT JUST, IT LITERALLY TRANSFORMS EVERY PART OF YOUR LIFE. YOU CAN BEGIN TO EXPERIENCE AN ABUNDANCE THAT MOST PEOPLE HAVE NEVER EVEN THOUGHT WAS POSSIBLE. IF YOU DON'T HEAR PEOPLE SAY THIS, WELL, THEN FAITH WON'T COME FOR IT. YOU WON'T EVEN KNOW WHAT YOU'RE MISSING. AND SO YOU'RE JUST SAVED AND STUCK, WAITING UNTIL THE DAY YOU GO TO BE WITH THE LORD. BUT UNTIL THEN, MAN, IT'S JUST MISERABLE. YOU'RE STRUGGLING, AND THAT IS NOT WHAT JESUS INTENDED. I'M GOING TO START A SERIES TALKING ABOUT DISCIPLESHIP AND TEACH YOU WHAT THE BIBLE SAYS ABOUT HOW YOU CAN PROSPER AND YOU CAN ENJOY HEAVEN ON EARTH. YOU CAN SEE HEALING, PROSPERITY, JOY, PEACE, RELATIONSHIPS RESTORED. YOU CAN SEE PEOPLE'S LIVES CHANGED. YOU CAN GET TO A PLACE WHERE WHEN YOU WAKE UP IN THE MORNING, YOU ARE SO EXCITED YOU CAN HARDLY GO TO SLEEP AT NIGHT BECAUSE GOD IS DOING ALL THESE AWESOME THINGS IN YOUR LIFE NOW, IN THIS LIFE, NOT JUST IN THE ONE TO COME. It was an honor to learn the Word through Andrews College. It's an honor. I feel so blessed to have been able to go. And I found freedom in the fullness of the Gospel. <laughs> and I'm just thrilled at the joy that has come from that freedom. Paris just changed my life forever. It, it's, it's incredible, and I'm so thankful. Thank you, God. <laughs> Thank you, God. Andrews Bible College, Karis Bible College, is celebrating its 25th anniversary by giving new students at the Woodland Park campus 
a $250 tuition discount when you register by May 10th. Go to karisbiblecollege.org slash discount to register today. You know, we are offering you a package on discipleship that is just powerful. I've got these CDs and then we have DVDs that are live teachings. We have these destiny stories, which are modern day uh, missionaries out there doing the work and changing people's lives. These will inspire you. And then we also have this discipleship program. There's 48 lessons in it. And this is being used all over the world. Millions of people are being discipled through this. So we've got each of these individually, or you can get them as a package. Listen to our announcer. He'll give you all of the information. Today's series is an abbreviated version of Andrew's teaching titled, Discipleship, the Path to Freedom. This six-part teaching in its entirety is available as a CD or DVD album recorded live from Andrew's 2017 Summer Family Bible Conference. Also available is the Discipleship Evangelism 48-lesson course. This course is designed so that anyone can reach an unbeliever, disciple a new believer, or grow with others in the Lord. Also available today is the brand new Destiny Stories Volume 3 DVD. Each of the three Destiny Stories volumes contain testimonies of people whose lives were transformed as they pursued God's will. These valuable resources are available for a gift of any amount when you contact us. Or, if you prefer, you can get them as part of the Discipleship Package, which includes the Discipleship Evangelism 48-Lesson Course, Destiny Stories, Volumes 1, 2, and 3, in your choice of either the CD or DVD album of Discipleship, The Path to Freedom. This package has a catalog value of $120, but you can get it today for only $85. Also, Andrew would like to make his notes on discipleship available to you as a free gift. Go to awmi.net to download your free digital copy today. You can find out more about Karis Bible College or become a Grace Partner through our website at awmi.net. While there, you can discover more product details and download additional free resources. Or call our helpline Monday through Friday from 4.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. Mountain Time at 719-635-1111. To write us, use the address on your screen. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today. Kara's third year is equipping an army to go into the seven mountains of influence in every society. In our third year school of ministry, students will interact and learn from ministers currently serving in the fivefold ministry. In our third year school of business, students will learn from experienced professionals on how to implement and run a successful business. In our third year school of leadership, Students will experience a blend of business and ministry school courses in a flexible night school program. In our third year school of missions, students will hear firsthand from those serving in the mission field. Students will be immersed in another culture and experience missionary life firsthand through a six-week missions experience. 
in our third year School of World Outreach, students will receive training in the leadership and business management skills necessary to establish and build a sustainable ministry. In our third year School of Practical Government, students will be equipped with a solid foundation to effectively impact the arena of government. In our third year School of Creative Arts, students will develop the skills to succeed in the entertainment industry. In our third year School of Worship Arts, students will learn how to lead the body of Christ in genuine worship with character and integrity. In our third year School of Media, students will develop the skills to effectively communicate and tell stories through multiple mediums. For more information on our third year schools, go to charisbiblecollege.org slash third year.